What's up? It's D, and today we're going to be going over three simple ideas that can easily change your life forever. I know it sounds like a mouthful. However, you'll be surprised just how simple and effective this stuff is. So you know what? Let's just get right into it. Hi, my name is Davis, and I'm part of a group you've probably never heard of. We can't be defined by the mainstream as together we're the face of a movement. And because we all know that what type 2 diabetes can do to us and the people that we love, we want all the possibilities to live in the life that we deserve. Since we're fighting for ourselves, the people that we love, and for one another, we have to play the game different. We have to play the game smarter. Because the faster we spread our message and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever. So if no one's ever told you, let me be the first to tell you right now that you have every single right to live in the life that you've always wanted, that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms, and don't ever let anyone take that from you. Now, if you ask someone stuck in the past, they tell you what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day, all because we chose life over type 2, and these are our stories. Now, on a personal note, since we know what works for everybody is different, do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm simply sharing what's taken me from a total diet failure since I was a kid, then turned morbidly obese and diagnosed type 2 diabetic and ultimately told that I'd probably end up dying the same way that my grandfather did to completely turning everything around and now sharing everything in the hopes to save as many lives and the hopes to save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have. So if you haven't already, go ahead and like, subscribe, share this information, and let's get on with the show. Hey, it's Davis. Are you a type 2 diabetic? Have you ever gone from like diet to diet, you know, with like these different ups and downs, and in the end, you just wanted the freedom to be yourself, right? Or maybe you're like me, where you've, you know, gone online, and you watch all these other people, like Facebook groups, or on the internet, or whatever, completely turn a page, turn their lives around, and you're like wondering, like, Man, when's it finally going to be my turn, right? Look, if any of this sounds familiar to you, for you, I've made a 21-day free blood sugar challenge. That's right. It's a free 21-day blood sugar challenge, and you can get it right now at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. That's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. In it, I reveal all kinds of stuff that you'll probably never see anywhere else. Everything from like the highlighter trick that I use to completely shortcut the success behind a lot of these different type 2 diabetes diets out there without any of the headache, the strain, or any of the pressure and really the stalls and the breakups that a lot of these other people are going through with those diets, right? At the same time, I show you everything from like how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting whatsoever. And I even show you the three-step A1C shortcut. And you can get it all right now for free at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Hey, hey, let's get down with the boogie. And before we do, you know what I'm going to say. You know dang well what I'm going to say. Look, more than anything, know right now that my heart is with you. If you're a type 2 diabetic, look, you got every single thing that it takes within you to crush. All right, to crush and know that my heart is with you, that you have every single thing that it takes to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms. Don't ever let anyone take that from you. All right. And look, man. All I'm doing here right now is I'm going to literally pour my heart out in front of you um, because I hope more than anything, looking back at this whole journey, I really want to like help give you a gift that really like no one ever had given me. And here's what I mean. Inside of this thing, like I always thought 
that I had to do some weird extreme. And I thought I had to take dire measures and all this other stuff. And once I kind of crossed over, it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, okay, you know, I, I probably wouldn't change anything. Honestly, as goofy as it sounds, my ups and my downs and all that other stuff in between, I wouldn't change it for the world. However, I'd be lying through my teeth if I didn't admit to you right now that it didn't have to be all that hard and it didn't have to be all that complicated. And I know part of your brain might be saying, D, you're full of baloney, dude. What are you talking about? So let's get down with the boogie. I'm going to show you. Okay. So the big thing more than anything um, is this. Let's start with number one is to ask real simple, like common sense, transparent, like Davis, I would have to tell myself like D you're dumb. If you don't, you know what I mean? Like you're dumb. If you don't get this as goofy as it sounds. Okay. Um, if you're anything like me, I used to, I got so skeptical. I got so low self-esteem. I got so high insecurity. I got so, I didn't want to believe so much of the resources that I maybe had at my fingertips. I didn't, something wasn't clicking maybe the way it should have, whether it was a self-defense mechanism, whether it was past demons, whatever it was until this one thing got to me and it literally got, I got to, I got to this point in my life where I used to beat up on myself every time that I would fail. I used to demoralize myself. I would do really well on a diet or whatever. And the minute that I started to get tired of eating the same thing, the minute that I started to, um, you know, plateau, the minute that I started to get bored, the minute that my body started to change and adapt and didn't really want it so much anymore. Maybe what worked in the beginning didn't really work as well as it did in the end and all this other stuff in between. Or even when I had a blood panel that blew up in my face, I beat up on myself. And I got so good at it that I used to just beat up on myself. And I got so good at it in the way where I would say things that were so undeniably true, like so simple and so like true that I would like, it would really kind of cause me to go down the spiral. And there's two sides of that coin. I didn't know it at the time, but little did I know that this would actually help me take the, you know, the stress off my shoulders and actually catapult me forward because it cut through all the complex crap that I think I was going through at the time. And I hope that this helps you and gives you the same thing. And this happened multiple times, which is why I want to give this to you now. Cause I've, this is a, if anyone's ever told you, I'm sure it's probably common sense by now. Life two type, you know, type two, type two diabetes isn't like a, you know, it's not like an overnight thing. You know what I'm saying? Like tomorrow's going to come and tomorrow after that, and then months and weeks and years. And so this is a lifestyle thing, right? This is going to be a journey. It's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a marathon, right? So don't, don't, please don't be fooled by someone saying, Hey, I got some whiz bang, blah. The reason why I'll tell you right now, the reason why I get into very simple and effective things is because once we actually understand how just how simple and effective and straightforward it can be one, 
we don't have to BS ourselves, right? Number two is it allows us to, it gives us the freedom and time, and the energy and the resources to kind of a lot of times really just acknowledge what's really going on inside or even acknowledge things that the diet industry will never give us the freedom to acknowledge or maybe go into. And I'm going to get into that here in a second. Before I do, here's number one is simplicity. Meaning that I'm not going to get weird on you. Okay. But I read in this beautiful book that in order to go to heaven, you got to have the mark, the heart and the mind of a child. Now, look, you don't have to have necessarily the same beliefs I do. Totally cool. However, the wisdom there, the wisdom there is priceless. You know, when we look at people like Peter Thiel, Bill Gates, you know, Facebook, Steve Jobs, the people, the, the, the people that are shaping the future, even this next generation of movers and shakers, what you'll find is that they're always questioning what was once supposed to be the way they ask really simple, stupid, simple questions. Like why, why does it have to be this way? What are we doing that, you know, that stopped us from progressing, right? Like what, why, how can we improve this? Right. When, you know, are we going to make this change? And if it's not now, like why, you know what I mean? It's simple questions. Who, what, when, where, and why the beautiful thing about this whole journey with type two is that those simple questions that like a two-year-old, what, when, how, where, and why are really the simple kinds of questions that can catapult us in our journey. And here's what I mean. When I look back and you might want to do the same thing too. And we look at simple, transparent, undeniable truth, right? To the point where just like when I would beat up on myself and I couldn't get away from, I would say something like something in my head would like click and like beat me down because I couldn't refute it. Right. That was a negative side, but let me show you the positive side and how it catapulted me. I started to look at asking questions like this. Okay. When I would look at a diet, when I would look at people in a particular type two diabetes group, whenever I would look at people in a particular diet group, instead of jumping full face, raw, raw, sis, poomba, which we all do and high five to that too. Right. Um, there's a lot of positive growth there. What I also did is I stopped and I'm like, Hey, what are some of the biggest, most common challenges? Okay. Like what? Okay. Let's start with what? Not, not a hard question. What are the biggest problems people are having right now? Okay. What are the biggest problems that people are having right now? Like what are the most common problems? Okay. And a lot of times here's how simple this is. You can go onto a Facebook group or whatever. When I first started doing this kind of stuff, it was on like, they used to have these things called like online forums and stuff like that. Um, and like, you know, blogs were really, really big back then. Um, now you can just go on a Facebook group, sign up for them in the search thing, right? You can literally type in problem, like, you know, words like problem or struggle or hard time or something. And you'll just, you know what I mean? Or you don't even put anything in there and you just scroll and you can just find people having issues and issues and issues. And it's good, you know, good for them. 
All right. Good for them. It's good for all of us because, you know, the faster we put the information out there and get live feedback, the more resources a lot of us can have. Right. Now, here's where it became extremely transformational. When I started to stop and just look at, hey, what are the before I go head first into something, before I dive head first into something like I always did, what if I stopped and um, identified the top three, four, or five? That doesn't have to be anything crazy. The top three, four, or five issues that people are having. And that's literally as simple as, like I said, going on a Facebook group, signing into one, and just scrolling down the page and just making a mental note in the back of your head. Oh, like for example, intermittent fasting. There's all these different versions of intermittent fasting. Right. You can do a you know, 16 hour you know, fast and an eight hour window. You can do three days on, then one day, then another three days and a one day or whatever it is. OK. And I started to look at that. Perfect example. I started to look at that and it didn't click for me until I would see people struggling and I didn't know how to get over it. I didn't know how to get over it. Right. I'm like, man, like some people are just like, I can't go that long without this. I was even in this one diabetic group where the lady or the moderator of the group was just just setting fire to everyone even talking about extended fasts. You know, and whatever, maybe because she had an issue with it. No big deal. Personally, I believe that, hey, look, if if it's an if it's a help, if it's a resource that helps type two diabetics, put it out there. You know, if even if it doesn't work for me, no worries. Hopefully it serves somebody else. Right. This is bigger than me. Whatever. And there was this guy that I was um, working with, a client of mine, and uh, he was trying to do intermittent fasting. And his coworker, his coworker was doing it, and he was like, "Oh man, I got to do that intermittent fasting thing. Why? Because you know it, it helps me, you know, burn up, you know, burn up the extra blood, the, the glucose in my blood, and then you know helps me, you know, trigger fat burning and and all this other stuff. All of which is true. Cleans, you know, bad cells and all this other stuff." autophagy right and he's like yeah he found out all this nerd science and just like us we all get inspired and we're like head first dude right so this guy is like man i did it i'm like really awesome good job he's like no man it backfired i'm like what happened right because i go online and people are struggling and i was like man how do i get over this right and then next thing you know i was talking to this guy and he's like yeah man like i went 16 hours my first time and he goes d Normally I would go to work and I would like pack myself, you know, like celery and like, you know, uh, uh, almonds and, you know, I would like, you know, just kind of eat clean and whatever. And he goes, man, that was the first time I ever tried to push myself and I pushed myself and I did it. I'm like, dude, how did it backfire? And he goes, dude, by the time I actually ate, I was so starving Davis. He goes, man, I went to the Chinese food place and bought two entrees, you know, like not, not like the double meal. Like, no, he bought like two two of the two meal things you know what i mean and he's like dude i like doubled my calories for the day and i was like oh you know what i mean like dang okay and he was yeah i ended up he's like i ended up binge eating way more than i should have and actually gaining weight and i'm like oh that sucks you know and so next thing you know i'm like okay so that was the what right like what's the biggest problem like people are struggling to, to push that window right and i'm not anyone special i was struggling too and i was like all right so then became the simple question of how. All right, cool. So how can I get over this hump? Right? 
And I was like, okay. And it didn't really dawn on me until, until one day, um, I was looking at these windows or whatever, and you know, people doing like 20, you know, 20 hour fasted, four hour window, 16 hour fasted, eight hour window. I'm like, all right. And, uh, you know, if you're anything like me, you know, you're busy, you know, working, maybe you got stuff at home, whatever it is. And so it was like 10 o'clock. I was in the office, it was like 10 o'clock. I'm like, man, I'm getting kind of hungry. And I looked down at the clock and it was like 10 o'clock. And then I look over and then like, I, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute, like when did I have, because they were talking about this whole 16, eight thing and, um, or this client of mine and I were talking about this whole 16, eight thing in the morning. And then, so I'm like, wait, 16, like, when did I stop eating? And I was like, wait a minute, dude, I stopped eating at eight. And I was like, eight. I was like, it's 10. I was like, wait, that's 14 hours. You know what I mean? I'm like, wait, eight to eight is 12 hours. It's 10. I'm like, okay, plus two, that's 12. I'm sorry, that's 14. See, like, you don't even have to be all that great at math or whatever, right? To do this, right? And so I was like, wait a minute, dude, like, that's 14 hours fasted. I'm only two hours from this whole 16 8 thing, right? And so all I did was like, all right, cool. I'm going to just start doing this 14 10 thing. And then all I started doing, instead of like pushing, trying to push like another eight hours or six hours or something crazy, I'm like, yo, what? Okay, keyword there, what? What if all I did was push 15 minutes? 15 minutes. 15 minutes ain't much to ask for. You know what I'm saying? I can literally just, you know, check my emails for five, 10 minutes. Sometimes it'll take 15 minutes or sometimes even a half an hour if I have a whole batch to, you know, reply to. So even if all I did was skim my emails for five minutes, right? Uh, go on to Google for like five minutes and then go to the bathroom. That was 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. I could do that, right? I could do that. And before I knew it, by letting my body take its time over that 15 minute period, and letting that 15 minute period grow to 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours. Before I knew it, I was doing the 18 hour fasts. I was doing the 20 hour fasts. And because I let my body take its time, I was doing it effortless, effortlessly. These people that were pushing themselves, all these crazy, you know, all extreme and stuff like that. It's like, you know, all right. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, if I could be totally honest, a lot of times when they push themselves to these extremes, they're usually the first ones to get burned out. You know, one thing that I've probably found over the long haul is that willpower is a muscle. And yeah, there's going to be times where we need to flex it, dude. We need to flex it. However, just like any muscle, if you work that monkey, full throttle every single day, every single second, like of every single day, it's going to snap. So what I found as goofy as it is, taking the easy way was actually the much smarter way because I wasn't struggling. It's literally like the difference between taking two lumberjacks, sending them out. One is taking this ax and throwing it up against the tree and they use the same act for like 20 years and they're just just raw dog veins coming out of their neck, veins on their forehead or whatever. And they're just swinging this blunt ob- ob- you know, instrument, right? Where the other lumberjack is the Davis, okay? Who started out mortally obese, had no muscle under his skin. It was just a big blanket of fat. 
and all you did was give me a sharpening stone. And all I did was five minutes in the morning sharpened my blade, even if it wasn't the sexiest thing to start with. If all I did was take five minutes in the morning to sharpen my blade, and even when I got tired, took just another five minutes to sharpen my blade, not only was I taking more breaks than everyone else, guess what? I wasn't swinging some blunt you know, instrument. I wasn't working nowhere near as hard as everyone else. I'm cutting way more wood, taking way more breaks, getting far more results, less work, far easier. Okay, why? The heart and the mind of a child. What are the biggest challenges that people are having, whether it's diet, whether it's exercise, whatever, and simply by taking a couple of minutes and just trying to come up with some ideas. Some of them are going to work. Some of them aren't. Some are going to stick. Some of them are going to, you're going to crack out of the park on the first try. And it doesn't even look like anything miraculous. When I asked for 15, like 15 minutes, dude, if I could be real with you, if I could, this is going to sound stupid, but I'm going to be real with you. There would be times I'd be like, all right, man, I gotta push 15 minutes. I would go to the bathroom and go on my phone and be like, all right, dude, <laughs> let me just, uh, all right, what's going on on Facebook? All right, all right, all right, Twitter, all right, all right. This, this was before Instagram or whatever, or I wasn't, I mean, Instagram was around, but I just wasn't, whatever, you know. All right, there we go. All right, 15 minute pee. Okay, there you go. All right, that was my miraculous secret. Okay. And next thing you know, I'm doing like, you know, 20 hour fast, 24 hour fast, 48 hour fast. No worries, dude. Okay. What are the problems that people are having and how, or even, you know, how can I solve them or what ideas can I come up with that I can play with? Okay. That innocence, that simplicity. Okay. It doesn't have to be rocket science. Please don't beat yourself up. And if that part of your brain is like, no, Davis, it has to be bleh. Fine. Feed into it. Feed into it. Okay? No big deal. At the end of the day, we all have layers of this onion that we all got to uncover. We all have different patterns. We all have different uh, tolerances, tendencies, whatever it is. Do what works for you. No judgment, nothing but love. How about that? All right? Okay. That's number one. Number two is um, really going to be like baby step actions. And here's what I mean by that. I was, okay, the other night, uh, my kid, uh, my boy Noah, uh, we work out in the morning. And he wakes us up at 4.30 in the morning. Love this kid. Okay, love both my kids. Love my whole family. Like, it's, I don't know why. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, man, like, I don't know. Um, anyway. So this kid gets us up at 4.30 in the morning and I had to take them in the morning um, to school. And so I had to tell him I had to wake him up in the middle of the night and I totally dawned on my head. Like Michelle was like, dude, like, are you guys going to get up in the morning? Like you have to take him in the morning and you're not going to have time to, you know, take him to the gym and take a shower and drive him. I'm like, shoots. So I jump in this kid's bed. I wake him up. I'm like, Noah, I'm like, dude, turn off the alarm. Cause he's the one that wakes us up. Right. And while I'm there, being the goofball I am, I sumo splash him, okay? I jump on him, and then I, um, 
Um, if you've ever seen like mixed martial arts, they like rap, you know, like they, uh, when they grapple and they set up, you know, like set up, um, you know, people for attacks and stuff like that, they take their legs and they'll, you know, like they'll trap somebody's leg or something like that. Um, and look, I'm not no cage fighter. I'm just a goofball, you know? So I just wrap, I take one of his legs and I, um, I do like a little, like I, I wrap my legs around it and trap it. And then I give him a hug. I don't do no, I don't know how to do no weird choker, no weird stuff like that. But I do know how to hug my kids. So I give him a hug and I'm hugging this kid and I'm squeezing him. I'm like, yeah, I love you, bud. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I give him a big kiss in the forehead and it dawns on me. This kid's in high school, man. And he's like taller than me. He's taller than me, right? And I'm like, yeah. Or actually he's about as tall. He's about as tall as me. I'm, I've only got about a quarter on him. Maybe a half max on him, but he's literally coming up around the corner. He's he's going to eclipse me easily within the next year and a half, two, if not the next six months. Okay. Anyway, when I'm hugging this kid and, and it dawns on me how tall he is, I'm in his room. And where his bed is in, is in the corner where we used to have his crib. And I'm thinking like, man, I remember when I used to hold this kid in, his, in my arms. And inside of that, I was like, now he, he's, he's growing to be this phenomenal, just fine young man. He wakes up, he, he, he handles his school stuff on his own. He, he's becoming more and more self-reliant. He's going through, you know, the ups and the downs and the challenges of, of finding himself and and um, and and pushing his own boundaries, right? Finding where he's weak, finding where he's strong, and just kind of like growing and and going through this process. And it was funny because um, I remember as a kid, he used to be able to like, you know, he would make his bed and and uh, he would get dressed and then he would, you know, um, shower and, and brush his teeth and all this other stuff. And he had like this. I don't know why, it just it dawned on me showing him how to brush his teeth, showing him how to tie his shoes, showing him how to make his bed, showing him how to get dressed on his own. As stupid as this stuff sounds, right? Now you're like thinking to yourself like, D, like, what does this have to do with my transformation with type 2 diabetes? Here it is. Putting those things in place, as simplistic as they are and as, as innocent as they are, now in the morning, it's kind of like what we all do, right? We get up, you know, we get up, and then however we get ready, we get out of the house, whatever, right? We we dress, brush our teeth, shower. We have a particular pattern of how we get things done in the morning, and we get out. And before we know it, it's just like nobody had to tell me that I'd start with the bar of soap on my face, and then I go down to my neck, and then my shoulders, and whatever. And you might have a different pattern, but we all have a little routine to getting ready. Looking back, like when I did all these different diets and all these different exercise things and all this other stuff, um, it was really just a routine. Playing with little things and sewing them into the day to where just like brushing my teeth, putting my socks on, putting my pants on, putting a shirt on and then tying my shoes and getting out like in the morning, like as stupid as that sounds, we kind of do it like 
subconsciously almost. That's really where the changes came when it came to food and exercise. My story, and I hope this resonates with you, didn't start with some overnight lift a bunch of weights, run 50 miles, P90X. I mean, I bought P90X. I'm probably the guy that was like everyone else who probably didn't make it past week four. Actually, no, I think I made it to week six. But anyways, that was it. You know what I mean? It always ended up being 10 pounds of crap in a two-pound bag. However, when I scaled all that back and went baby steps and incorporated that into my routine, it was so much easier. I started out as the cigarette-smoking, morbidly obese sweating like a pork chop, dude. I used to be in business meetings and we would be in an air-conditioned conference room. And I'd be sweating like there was something wrong. You know what I mean? Sweating. Sweating. And it was embarrassing because people sometimes at the end of the meetings... Or, dude, it was even worse in a couple of times in the middle where, like, people would look over and be like, are you okay? <laughs> and what are they supposed to be like? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just fat. You know what I mean? Like, what was I supposed to say? And um, I went from that to walking. My catalyst for this whole thing was going for a five-minute walk. As goofy as it sounds. Okay? And then all I did was I promised myself, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do a million jumping jacks. I'm not going to do, you know, backflips and somersaults. I'm not going to lift and deadlift and, and bench press and, and uh, you know, whatever. I'm going to go for a five-minute walk in the morning before I jump my goofy butt in the shower. Okay? I'm going to get a little bit of, you know, cold air in my lungs, which the oxygen was phenomenal. Next thing you know, like, you know, it kind of like popped my little, you know, my little, uh, my, my energy a little bit. Because, you know, you're oxygenating, ox, oxygenating the blood. The blood hits the brain. And the next thing you know, you're like, wow, like a five-minute walk can really do all that? Like, And, yeah, there's times where I don't want to take that five-minute walk. However, when I got real simple and to the point where it's like, really, D, you can't do a five-minute walk? Come on, man, for real? You know what I mean? Like, come on. Look, how about you put a song from the 80s on and you go for that walk, all right? Pick a goofy song. Pick whatever. And just go for a walk. And before you know it, if you can just do one song, one song, D, you got this. All right, cool. Let me just. So then what I did is I basically set up a stupid routine where my shoes were literally on the side of my bed and I would go to sleep in either the sweats or like the shorts or whatever. Because obviously, you know, depending on the time of year and, you know, what you sleep in and however you're comfortable at night or whatever, Right. I literally just play this stupid game like, oh, you know, if it's cold, then maybe I'll wear some sweatpants and like a t-shirt and then that's what I'm going to sleep in, right? I mean, like, that's nothing complicated and I have my socks on. So then that way, once I woke up in the morning, I just swivel my cheeks around the bed, throw my shoes on and just walk, just get up. Like, that's it. There's no if, ands, or buts. And I'm like, look, man, if I can listen to Madonna or Michael Jackson for four minutes or five minutes and just that's all. Okay, a little PYT or whatever it is. All right. Celebrate. All right. You know what I'm saying? 
And then by the time that one song was over, I'm back inside. And it's crazy just how much putting oxygen into the blood, putting oxygen into the blood, into the brain, how it changed everything now led to us getting up at 4.30 every morning and doing all kinds of stuff, you know? And I'll be real here. Sometimes I take it super, super simple. And sometimes turn it up, right? However, it wasn't some overnight thing. It wasn't some overnight thing. What it really was, looking back, was just simple baby steps into a routine. And that routine, next thing you know, that five minutes became my baseline. And instead of going 100%, I went like 70, 80%. I did it to the point where I wouldn't be sore. And then next thing you know, that 80% started to grow. My five minutes turned to seven minutes. My seven minutes became 10 minutes. My 10 minutes became 15 minutes. It's like, huh. I went from listening to one song to listening to a mix, to listening to a podcast, to listening to stand-up comedy, whatever it is, whatever it is. And because I gave myself the innocence and the ability to grow, and I didn't throw myself at, a, at something a hundred percent, like at a hundred percent. Because every other time I did that, sure, there were times in my life where, I, yeah, I did get really good results. But there were also times, more times than anything, where it would blow up in my face. And then once that happened, I would demoralize myself. I'd be like, man, see, why am I even trying? Why am I doing this? And until the point I got to the point where I was like, wait a minute, why am I doing the same thing? Why am I doing these same patterns? Why am I doing the same thing that had failed me so many times before? And why am I not trying something as simplistic as it sounds. Okay? So, simplicity. Baby steps. Baby steps into a routine. Um, I'm fortunate enough to work in the world of uh, finance. Uh, mortgages, specifically. And the funny thing about that is that, look, if you want to shatter and both, both confirm and shatter preconceived notions about money work in the financial market. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Like you're going to find people doing extremely well who are as smart as a rock, but maybe they're just really good at like this one little thing. And you're going to find people that are geniuses in one thing, and are a total train wreck in something else. And then you're going to find people that, um, you know, you're going to find, you're going to have feelings about money where you think that something, if things have to be a particular way and some things you'll be bing right on. Yeah, I was right. And then some things I know for me, for sure, I was totally wrong. And you're like, whoa, Really? And the beautiful thing about that is, is like, it's the same thing with food. It's the same thing with our relationship with food. And it's the same thing with that honesty and level of transparency that I don't think a lot of people ever give us. 
that could be any of us. It's that same level of self-empathy and maybe not trying to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes that allows us to say, hey, if I look at this person's little, you know, way of living and they're happy, high five. High five. If I look at this person's way of managing their finances and they're happy, it might look different from me. However, if at the end of the day, you could look at anything from their credit score to, you know, maybe how they're just happy in life to what they might be putting away for the future, whatever it is, and they're happy, high five. Same thing with what people have on their plate. Same way with what might eventually make you as happy and as healthy as possible. I would never compare you to somebody else. I would never compare you to put to, to try to put you in my shoes. However, what I would do, and I'm honored to do, is to share with you as much as I can to free you to give you the freedom that I, I sincerely believe that you deserve. Along with, I think, the opportunities that nobody in XYZ diet world would, would probably ever give you. Because I'd be the first to say, yes, embrace all that they have positively that are, that's not only good, but that'll serve you. I think all dietary regimens have something inside of them that we can imply as tool sets. But in the same breath, it's just like anything else in life. Meaning, when I was a kid, shell toe Adidas were the bomb. Am I wearing shell toes every single day? No. Do I love Japanese food? Yeah. Do I love Mexican food? Yeah. Do I love what my mom made me growing up? Yeah. And can I easily tailor that stuff to fit to work around my blood sugar. Absolutely. But am I going to eat Mexican food all day every day? Am I going to eat Japanese food all day every day? Am I only going to eat what my mom made me growing up every day? No. I think a lot of us may have had a hairstyle in the 80s or the 90s. Are you still wearing that today? Some people might. Some people might. However, most folks won't. And when we look at any dietary regimen, look at any diet from the 80s, 90s, the early 2000s, or whatever. Sure. There's going to be people that are still rocking that same diet. However, when you look at the vast majority of people that tried that diet, tried that hairstyle, once wore baggy jeans, right? We used to wear tight jeans, high water jeans in the 80s. Guess what? They went away and they came right back. You know what I mean? Same thing with, you know, these different spurs in food. Same. I did the Atkins diet back in the day. Back in the day, it was called the caveman diet because back then, I'm kind of dating myself, but eating a bunch of protein and stuff like that, like that was almost viewed like barbaric. There wasn't, you know, paleo wasn't around like it was now. You know what I mean? But they're like, wow, you're eating like 52 chicken breasts? Like, isn't that kind of crazy? You know what I mean? Like now we look back and like people are doing carnivore tours. Like it's just animal stuff. You know what I mean? Which is cool, you know? However... Can we now see that inside of that, yeah, there's a lot of different things. Do you have to marry that? No, dude. No. And I wouldn't call him a fad. I, would, I really wouldn't call him a fad. I think that kind of does, that doesn't do justice. Now, are they propelled? And do we see those patterns within them coming and going? Yeah, we do. 
Okay, I'm not gonna lie either. Like, yeah, we do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the same thing happen over and over. I wouldn't probably because we're already seeing it right now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um, but in the same breath, let's look at what happened here. Did the science, did the science get better? Yeah, it did. Have lives been transformed? Yeah, it did. In the same breath, if we know that our life is depending on this stuff, how many people on any of these diets are doing it to this day from the day they first started? Not a lot, which is fine. It's not a bad thing about the diet. We're just being honest. So that way nobody can BS us. Right. And the faster we can get past that as like simple mind of a child, right? Like, do you want to BS yourself or let anyone else BS you? The answer is I sincerely believe no. Sometimes I'm not going to lie though. Sometimes I do it to myself. Am I perfect? No, dude, I'm human. And sometimes inside of that, I might have to spur myself with some balonery till I get myself to take the next step. I'm human too. However, Simplicity, dude. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. Okay? Simplicity. Um, and then obviously number two is building in it in, in, like into a routine. Okay? Um, getting to that point where like if we don't BS ourselves um, or, you know, we don't let other people BS us and we're not playing some stupid game and we embrace the simplicity and the honesty and the innocence of having the heart and the mind of a child. Look, you don't have to have the same views that I do. However, that same heart and mind of a child, as far as like asking why, when, where, what, like what can we do to improve this, right? How is this wrong, right? How is this right, right? Why is this this way and what are we doing to stop the same thing from happening over and over and over again? These aren't, these aren't sophisticated questions. What, when, how, where, and why? You know what I mean? Simple. Okay. And here's the beautiful part that probably no one will ever tell you. Your ideas are priceless. Your questions might look different from mine. And I support that. I love that. Ask as many questions as you like. Never stop learning. Because the farther and the faster that you become more and more empowered, especially when it's at your own pace, especially when it's on your own terms, there's going to be times within there where you're going to go deep in the weeds. It's going to feel a little slow. It might feel a little challenging. There's other times where it's going to slingshot. And you can literally transcend levels levels by asking simple questions by taking simple steps and by building them into a routine if you look at anything from any of the things that like the the this the um the other prior interviews that I've done and you look at what these other people have done you're going to see these same pieces woven through them when you look at Everything, like if you ever watched any of my YouTube videos, right? If you haven't already, show some love. Go ahead and subscribe. Like that monkey comment because what's weird is, is that, dude, I just posted my bloody uh, 
podcast numbers on to when I went to uh, publish this last Tuesday, I go on to uh, to um, Anchor and I go to like you know publish or whatever, and they're one of the only places that show like you know the uh, the the stats um, as far as you know like the different platforms and stuff like that. Um, the other um, service that I'm subscribed to, they don't show the stats per platform, which sucks. But anyways. Long story short, it likes it hockey pucked. So thank you. I love you. Okay? This is like this is for all of us, man. Anyway, let me get off my little soapbox. I just want to say thank you and that I absolutely appreciate your time, your consideration. And I'm honored to do everything that I can to serve you and help save and really just kind of like, you know, empower you. And I think that together, you and I can honestly and earnestly change the world. Because the faster that we can help lift one each other up, right, and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families, and the faster we're saving families, the faster we change the world together. And when we understand that different things work for different people, and instead of playing this goofy political game and acting like it's a binary decision, when it's just, when we understand, and here's, look, let me stop real quick, let me tell you something, and I don't want to get, get off on weird, some weird tangent, but it's really sad, and I talked about this before, so I'm only going to freaking just put a 30-second blip in here so you can understand. We're in the middle of this whole political race. And it's kind of sad because everyone is forced to make a binary decision. It's this party or the other party. If you're part of this party, you're cool. Part of the other party, you suck, right? It's basically the game that's being played and the only reason why is because it's a very easy way to manipulate people's minds i believe i believe right and here's why i say that when these people make pundits and or when these pundits make different claims and they exercise their view their voice and their opinion on certain bills on certain things that they're fighting for on certain you know monetary practices you know uh, financial decisions uh, decisions regarding health care, taxation, spending, all this other stuff. I honestly believe if we were to strip the narrative from either side and somebody trying to fill our mind with their voice, with their opinion and twist on a single bill or a single statute when there's an entire library of them and if if you were to give that to everybody and say, Politi you know, political people, shut your face and allow us to actually look at the information without any manipulation, without any voice or your spin or whatever, one of two things are probably going to happen. Number one, if we had the entire library to go through or everything at our fingertips where we can actually see what all the issues are, and we have the ability to educate ourselves on them at our own pace, right? Number one, I wouldn't be shocked if we started to find different things where we believe where the money and the time and the energy could be better allocated. Number one, if we looked at all of them and we didn't have any manipulation or any anybody's view or anybody's voice in our ear, right? Number one. Number two, even if... Even if we came to the same, you know, bill, statute, uh, topic, 
okay? And we still did not have somebody's voice trying to think for us, trying to give us some you know manipulative swing, manipulative sweat, uh, you know spin on their view or whatever. And we literally just shut everybody up and we actually covered the information top to bottom. I wouldn't be shocked if 80, 90, 95% of the general public would be informed enough to make their own decision. And that it just might look different from what we're being fed. Just saying. And I'm not saying anything new. If you look at the political history and the financial history of the country, uh, yeah, it's just something that's played over and over and over again. And it's funny is, is that since I work in the finance market, um, there's a simple second grade common sense where we, we learned as, as kids, right? It's not about what people say. It's about what they do. Right. And, uh, when you actually follow the money, if you just like take everybody's little narrative or whatever, and you know, this guy sucks and you're cool if you're over here and you suck if you're over there and that guy's a, you know, anarchist or whatever. You're like, ah, shut up. Let me just read what both, both sides of the coin are doing financially without the manipulation. Let me just read the actual, you know, report from the, um, uh, the different, the different financial reports, right? Um, the U S uh, treasury reports, the U S treasury actually, in, uh, initiates one and re- releases one every year. I don't know if you knew that, but they're never going to tell you that <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> surprise. Right. Well, anyways, anyways, um, the truth speaks for itself. Um, watch where the checks are going and, uh, regardless of whatever side, whatever, you just might be surprised. Anyways, 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 I say that because that same level of common sense, same level of common sense is one of the easiest, most powerful and most simplistic ideas that can set you free for life. Especially when it comes to your health, especially when it comes to what's going to make you happy, which is really number three, which is keep learning, have fun with the process. Don't make it an either or thing. Find that voice within you, set it free, embrace it, embrace it and share it with somebody else. Share it with somebody else. I think that's the fastest thing and the most empowering thing because I think looking back, and spending time with different people, the more that I do that, the more that I've, I'm becoming humbling enough, humbled enough to learn that everybody connects with somebody else in a different way. And I say that to you because I want you to know right now that you have every, I've always believed that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type two on your own terms. The, that within you, that voice, that innocence, has the power to not only change your life, but that you don't have to be some motivational speaker or whatever to connect with somebody else. You just got to be you. You just got to be you. And the faster that you can embrace that 
and share that smile within you with someone else, however that is. There you go. Little did you know you probably planted a seed that can change someone else's life. And as simplistic as it sounds, I'm going to tell you right now, who I am today came from and where I'm at today came from a lot of different people. And a lot of times it was just something small that really was the catalyst to changing it all. Um, I'm going to end with this. There's this beautiful lady. She's my best friend's mom growing up. Her name is Miss Crenson. Love this lady like my mom. Love this lady. My buddy Kevin and I were um, just being kids. We're being total goofballs. And it's one of those things where, you know, back in the days you used to like play with matches and whatever, you know, uh, BMX bikes, you know, just being kids, kids being kids. Well, us being the goofball kids that we are and trying to find out what our boundaries were, there's this dude or this these sprinklers that were sticking out. And one of us, I don't remember who, but one of us kicked it. Being a st- stupid, right? Dang sprinkler. And we kicked it. And then one of us, I forgot which one, turned right around and kicked it again. And it broke the sprinkler broke the sprinkler and then when we saw it break just like any other kid you run we ran we run home and just like any other kid there's like nervous laughs but we kind of knew deep inside we did something wrong and you know what i mean and whatever long story short um we run and we, we make it back to kevin's house And we're kind of laughing. We're kind of giggling to ourselves. And we're kind of like, you know, maybe we're we're probably kind of just acting weird or something. And something inside of Miss Cranzen triggered to look over and be like, hey, boys, what are you guys doing? Like, what's going on? And we told her, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, like freaking we kicked the sprinkler. Dude, she was like, okay. Okay. Like super calm. And she's like, and she, um, I think she was doing something in the kitchen. I don't remember what she was doing, but then all of a sudden she just like rested everything. And then she just came back around. She was like, all right, guys, let's go for a walk. And we're like, what? <laughs> Where are we going? She's like, yeah, we're gonna go back to that house. And we're like, I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, like the switch went off in both of our faces. Like, no, you know what I mean? No. And, uh, she walks us right over there and I didn't want, I didn't want, I did not want to. I was like, oh my gosh, you know? Walks over there, knocks on the door. And I think by this time he may have noticed or something like that. Maybe like the water was going everywhere. I don't really remember. But she knocks on the door. I'll never forget it, dude. He had like one of those metal uh, screen doors. Um, the thick kind. The thick kind. Not the thin ones, but the thick ones. So it was like, do, 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 do. You know what I mean? And it had an echo. And then he comes out. And uh, he's like, yes, can I help you? And she's like, you know, hi, my name is Michelle Cranzen. And uh, I just want to let you know, uh, these boys have something to say. And I was like, oh, no, dude. 
Oh no. And so, uh, yeah, we just kind of told him and I think we were both scared, almost nervous laughing and like on the verge of tears, probably all at the same time. And so we told him and then we apologized. And here's what was weird. Here's what was really, really weird. He says, thank you. <laughs> I was like, what? You know, you're like, well, like, you're not, you don't want to like slap our faces. Like, what are you talking about? And uh, he's no, he's like, you know, thank you for being honest, honest enough to tell it, tell me. And honestly, like we weren't honest enough to tell him it was his mom. His mom gets the credit. We were the monkeys. We were the goofballs. And it was his mom. And she immediately just kind of, you know, nicely interjects and says, uh, you know, sir, uh, these boys will do the work and, you know, they'll pay and they'll do whatever they need to, to go ahead and replace that for you. Something to that effect. I forgot how she said it. And he says, oh, don't worry about it. I got spare parts. He whips. He's like, by this time, he's like, he just goes into his garage. And he whips out this old, old school white bucket. And it's just all these, you know, different like sprinkler head parts and, uh, you know, sprinkler crap, you know, he's like, no, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. Just thank you for saying something though. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I don't remember how it kind of like unfolds. We, we ended up walking back and we're like looking at each other, kind of elbowing each other. Like me and Kevin were like, man, like, what? you know what I mean? Like, did we really just get away like Scott free or whatever? As goofy as it sounds, as goofy as it sounds, whether she realized it or not, Miss Krenz in, in, instilled something in, in me in that, that day, in that, whether something was good or bad or whatever. And don't worry, I've, I've definitely lied and, and done stupid things since. Okay. But what she did is she planted this seed where if you just come out and say something for what it is, regardless of how bad it is, It takes off the pressure that ever comes with lying. Number one. And number two, it allows like a little bit of like, as weird as this is going to sound, like almost like self-healing in the middle of that. And then it gives you the ability to objectively just handle it for what it is and just kind of like get on with life. So it's like next thing you know, you don't have this weird baggage. And even if it is challenging, the faster you can get over the weird maniacal crap, the faster you can simply just, you know, whether it's just something that you got to address like full speed, whether it's something you got to pull layers back on the onion on, whether it's whatever it is, it gives you the space, the honest space to address something for what it is. Simple, right? Simple. And that level of everything from, you know, the simple, honest, transparent, 
right? Doesn't have to be fancy. None of that was fancy. None none of anything that we just covered right now is fancy, right? However, when I look back at what's transformed my health, that was it. Okay, so let's go over. Let's recap, okay? Number one, simple, okay? Start with something that's really, really simple. Don't go for the complicated. If you really want to like the complicated stuff, like nerd science and, and all this other stuff, I'm not going to lie. I'm on both sides of each coin, so I do too. I, I used to be the guy who would like literally spend my waking hours reading case studies from around the world on everything from, you know, uh, diet to exercise and um, even like, you know, uh, um, at the time I used to do, take crazy supplements or whatever. Now it's like nothing. But anyways, yeah, that was me. So no problem. It's all good. You know, whatever, whatever that is for you. Um, I'll tell you right now, one of the easiest and most prolific ways to, to make a lot of headroom in that is to literally ask the simple question of why. What I mean is, is like, you know, when they say, Hey, take this and here's all the different reasons. And you're like, oh, okay, why? Oh, here's, you know, it does, you know, it opens the mTOR pathway and da, 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 da. Like why, or why is that important? Right. And then, oh yeah, it does, you know, here's why. And all this other stuff. And you just go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Asking that little simple question. Why is probably one of the most powerful ways and prolific ways to, to not only get a very deep understanding and a very simplistic understanding of something, um, it usually is a very easy way to cut the, cut the crap around something. Number one, number two, um, is going to obviously start with baby steps, baby steps into the routine. Okay. Baby steps, your baby step, your way into things and, you know, implement a routine. And sometime when I say baby steps, sure. Some things are going to be totally different from others. Um, I'm now to a point where, you know, my, um, my exercise regimen and routine, it's, it's kind of switched up all over the place. Okay. It didn't happen overnight though. All right. Didn't happen overnight, but sometimes I do implement different things. Okay. If you want to see what this looks like, please go onto YouTube. I'm showing you where I'm embracing the strong, embracing the weak, bringing things together. If you want to see where I struggle, if you want to grow together, I got you. My heart's with you. Let's do this. Okay. Then number three is to have fun and to keep learning. And don't ever be afraid to call things out for what they are. One of my biggest wishes for you is that nobody ever plays you for an idiot. I sincerely mean that only because I got played for a fool a bunch of times, you know, but more than anything to be become empowered however that is for you and to share it with somebody else to share it with somebody else. That's it. You know what I mean? Because when you've got the second chance at life that not a lot of people have, right? I mean, when we look at how many people had passed because of type two diabetes and how they went down, and we look at ourselves in the mirror or even the people that we love in the eyes and we look at like how they look at us back in the eyes. Not a lot of people have that. Not a lot of people have that chance we literally have the opportunity that so many of our brothers and sisters before us never got, or maybe they got and they lost it. And we have it every single day. Every single second of life is a blessing. Every single breath of oxygen that we have 
is something that someone else didn't get. And it's not like a we got it and they didn't or whatever. It's a cup of coffee and the fact that it's an opportunity for us to shine. It's an opportunity for us to 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 do what we need, whether it's, you know, making peace with something inside. Maybe it's making peace with someone else. Maybe it's simply just letting the sun shine in our face for just a couple of seconds. Whatever it is for you. May you get it. And may you share it with somebody else. Love you, dude. Have an awesome day and go crush. Peace.